two, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, June nineteenth, for the second time today. Happy June nineteenth, I guess. We wanted to do it that many times. Before we get going in the episode, I'm gonna tell you guys about my friend at friends at my bookie. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice, and usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to check out MyBookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell my people to bet with MyBookie. Trust me, they're the best bet this season. They've been in the business for years, they have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. If you join now, my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar, but only if you use a promo code ISSUE. Promo code ISSUE, I-S-S-U-E. So visit my bookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code ISSUE when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 from free play. You play, you win, you get paid. Guys, if you want money, especially get earn some money now for football season, check out my bookie. Go get paid. Do it. And speaking of paid, somebody else got paid today. Yeah. Uh, Tony V is not only good looking, he's now... He's got to be the like one of the wealthiest bachelors in Knoxville, right? Oh yeah, for sure. He probably was before. No, he definitely <laughs> is. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's getting up there, ladies. If you didn't get your baseball shirt yet to impress Tony V, do it now. Do it right now. Right now. Um, got it. Got to check that out real quick. It's been an exciting week, guys. Um, not just intensity athletics as far as uh, commits go. Um, baseball program trending in the right direction with the contract extension of Tony Vitello. And then they, there's also a commitment. Um, Chris Burke, I believe is who, uh, originally released. Yeah. Chris Burke released that, uh, about the contract extension. He also mentioned how, um, the athletic department is also making facility upgrades a priority. That's huge. We're chasing that legitimacy in the baseball program. Um, we've had some, you know, decent recruits, decent recruiting classes, um, you had a good year. Uh, you had 40 wins this season. To add upgrades um, to an already um, getting better facility, I guess is the way you'd say it, uh, is huge. That's a big commitment. Yeah, and we're playing catch-up with the other programs in the SEC, like Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Mississippi State, LSU. Those teams have, like, minor league AAA stadiums. Um, so we're playing catch-up on that. You know, the um, the field was a big step up from that um, with the turf. That was like a million-dollar step. Um, Tennessee needs to keep on building on that. They need to um, – they've locked down their coach. They have the recruiter they need. Um, and Philip Former has, you know, it, it's evident that he is committed to this baseball program and wants to get back where it should be. And that's – I feel like that's one of the top teams in the SEC because if you're one of the top teams in the SEC, you're probably one of the top teams in the country. Um, yeah, that that's just how good the SEC is. So Tony Vitello signs that five-year extension through June of 2024, and um, he's set to earn five hundred eighty thousand dollars next year. And then his salary rises. Um, I think by the end of the agreement, he will be paid six hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars. So he is he's set to get paid big payday. Yeah, it's. Nice for him. I've lost my water bottle cap. So, is it gone? I, I I don't know where it went. It fell under me. So I guess no more. Just be careful for the rest of this. You um, ate it. Maybe I'm just gonna chug this water. I think, and so I don't have to worry about spilling it. Oh, you're gonna chug it? Okay. Oh, now I'm feeling pressure. <laughs> I was just gonna do it like the <laughs> no, next time you no, talk. You, you got it. No, it's right there. It's right there. Oh, you found it. Too right. Oh, that was a good roll. Dang, I should have uh, just let him chug it. That'd been fun. Yeah, be yeah, Tennessee baseball. I, I feel like it's on its way. It's right on its way. I feel like this program is definitely ahead of schedule. Um, but had a great season last year. Forty wins. Um, went to the went to Hoover. Went to the SEC or NCAA tournament, um, and went two and two there. Eliminated two teams and lost to a national seed. 
um, in North Carolina. But great scene. It was the first time we've been to the NCAA tournament since 2005. So I feel like Tony Vitello deserved this um, contract extension. I thought he might have deserved a little bit more. Honestly, I would have paid him whatever he wanted. What, whatever it was going to take to keep Tony Vitello was exactly what Philip Pullman needed to do. Um, I, so, I don't know that? what the top baseball you know, coaches in the country make, and I'm not going to call Tony Vitello a top one right now because I just don't think that's fair to say. But, I mean, enough to keep him around for a long time. Um, at least let him get his fair chance to do the job right was definitely the right move. Yeah. It's a big time for this program. You had six guys drafted. Um, you had Alex Solari, who was a third-team All-American by D1 Baseball and then was an honorable mention All-American um, by Perfect Game. And then uh, Solari Lipsius and – so Alex Solari, um, Andre Lipsius, Redmond Walsh was – um, named to the ABCA Rawlings All-Region Team. And then you have Garrett Crochet, who's projected to be a, a top um, first-round draft pick. Next season in the 2020 MLB Draft is has a, has been invited to Team USA to uh, practice with them um, before they – he's got an invite to the camp, basically. Um, I think he'll get – um, a bid to go ahead and make the, tw- I think it's a 26-man roster that they take to um, travel and different stuff like that. So, definitely a big season, and, and, you know, the future is bright for Tennessee baseball, and I think signing Vitello, that extension, um, is exactly what this team needed to keep building on what they built last season. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, getting getting the um – you know, ensuring you kind of just ensure this program for a few more years is what you did, and that, that's a big, a big positive. Um, you talk about all those awards that this team earned. It's nice to see, uh, not just a good season for a team, but to see individual guys awarded during that as well. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. So, um, we're gonna hop into well. Speaking of building um, things that are, you know, on the come up and trying to, uh, you know, get better and just, you know, be better every day, um, we're taking some steps to try and do that. Uh, You'll hear some more about that mid-July, early July, um, because everything's kind of still in the works, still getting it done, but we're going to try to have content for you every day. And that doesn't necessarily mean a podcast um, or a live video on Twitter. But we'll also have um, some people writing articles uh, about uh, football, basketball, baseball. Uh, we've got Lady Vol basketball um, getting set to have a guy on that, and uh, softball as well. I'm sure we'll be we'll, we'll get that covered, um, you know, next year uh, when it gets when it gets that time. But the idea is just to bring you guys content for more important issues about the Vols, 24/7, 365. That's the idea, and we've we've brought on some great guys uh, to work with us. We're still looking for some more people, or we're not necessarily looking, but we're open to it if you're interested. Um, so get with us if you are. To the guy, we'll uh, introduce the guys in July, first of July, when when all that's finalized. But look for more important issues. Um, look for stuff every single day. Absolutely, I'm excited, super excited, super excited for football season. You can almost smell it. Um, super excited. I was telling somebody today, I'm like, dude, I cannot wait to be at a tailgate. No, I would, I think about them almost every night. And especially that we're not playing like a great team first, which is not a good thing. I don't guess. Uh, at night, I don't count the sheep. I, I count the beers I'm going to drink at tailgates. Yeah. Like that's how I can. <laughs> that, that's, that's how I go to sleep. Yeah. That's how I go to sleep at night. So that's how you have to go to sleep. So you should go to sleep every night. Let's let's jump into some recruiting. Speaking of futures, right now, um, I know you're gonna you've got plenty, and we've got some uh, grad transfer news that we'll talk about here in a minute. But I do want to speak. We talked about uh, you know baseball, talking about these sports that are these um, you know I guess kind of background sports. I don't know what you call them at UT, second level that are on the come up right now and kind of making their way to the forefront of UT athletics. Lady Vol soccer had a historic year last year. Um, making it all the way to the NCAA quarterfinals and losing to Stanford, which is a solid program. Um, 
Did they end up winning it? I don't know who won it. I'll be honest. Um, but the Lady Vols uh, had their, their best uh, run in uh, school history. Um, now Coach Brian Pinsky put together a number six uh, recruiting class in the nation. He um, They finished top in the SEC. Their forward they're bringing in, Tara Katz. I think we're all going to get to know her. Like Everybody knows who Bunny Shaw is. It helps that she's tearing it up at the Women's World Cup right now too. But Tara Katz scored 225 goals in her uh, high school career. Now How many she, games did she play? She did play five years, so I guess it's the same rule like in Tennessee. If you're a uh, private school, you can have eighth grade. If you're as long as you're well, not necessarily a private school. If the middle school's in the same building, excuse me, as a high school, then eighth graders can play varsity. So she played five years. She's like a five-time player of the year or something wow. just like that. I want to get some research on that to figure out how how many goals that's, does she actually score as an eighth grader but that's 45 goals per year good god someone did it in a four-year thing and just assumed she played like 20 games a year assume she played in some tournaments her team did um and then assume uh they made it to the state championship every year mate just made it she averaged about three goals a game <laughs> oh insane that's insane Nobody could obviously stop It's like her. passing it to the Italians, and they, they score and 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 score. That's her. That's What's her name? Uh, Tara Katz. Tara Katz. Okay. We're going to know her name real soon. You have soon. to know her. She's going to be scoring eight goals a game for the Lady Vols. We're going to know who she is. Awesome. She's going to single-handedly beat Florida, I'm sure. Maybe she'll come on the show. Maybe. Let's, we can see about that. <laughs> 225 goals? Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. Does, do people just like, oh, no, I'm not getting her. I guess. Are she Is she playing teams without a goalie? Like, what is going on? She's probably just playing Thailand over and over <laughs> yeah. and over again. So I was looking up because in the Women's World Cup, um, what's her name? I should know this. Um, I would have if I if you hadn't put me on the spot. Alex like that. Morgan. Well, I'm going to get into her, but the Brazilian. Um, Marte. Marte. Yeah, yeah, that girl. Um, so she just broke the record for most goals in a in World Cup history. With seventeen? With seventeen, yes. But yeah. Alex Morgan only has eight. I'm like, you should have scored if I were her, like everyone's like, the women shouldn't have done that to Thailand. If I'm Alex Morgan, I want my name in the history books. I'm gonna try to score thirteen on my own against and score 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 and score. Yeah. So yeah, juice box boy. That's awesome. Two hundred and twenty five goals. Two hundred and twenty five. Ridiculous. And you know what? She's a vol now. Absolutely. So, love it. Love it. So, Tennessee, the last time we talked to you, we got a recruit. We got a commit. Several commits, right? No, just one commit. Did we not get two last week? No, we just got one. Okay. And that was uh, three-star cornerback, Lovey Jenkins, um, is the number 57 cornerback in the country. Oh, you mean since the last time we talked to him? Yes. I thought you meant the, like... Last week we signed, I thought, yeah, we yeah. signed two last week. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. gotcha. Um, he's from Ocoee, Florida, um, part of the 2020 class. Um, super excited to to get um, him. He's got some pretty decent offers. Louisville's on there, Appalachian State. Um, let's see who else is on there. Colorado State, Miami's on there. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, he's got some offers. Um, so yeah, Tennessee got, I think they want to just add depth to that defensive backfield. Um, they have Alante Taylor, Bryce Thompson, um, guys, Baylon Buchanan at cornerback. Um, so you just want to build depth behind them. And I think they've done that, done a good job of that last, um, class. And then, so Tennessee has some guys kind of narrowed down their list and, and the balls are on that list. Um, four star in-state. Defensive tackle Amari Thomas from Briarcrest Christian um, put Tennessee in his top six. Um, so that would be big. He was on a visit, I think, last week. Um, Philip Webb, who was also on a visit last week, is a four-star outside linebacker from Buford, Georgia. Um, had Tennessee in his top 11. And then Maribel running back right outside Knoxville, T. Hodge. Um, three-star running back. I feel like he's been Maribel's premier guy for a while yeah he's the 225 goal person yeah <laughs> he's been yeah. there a long time um he put tennessee in their top nine 
And then Tennessee had um, some more in-state guys uh, get some crystal balls. That was uh, Tyler Barron, Cooper Mays, Keyshawn Lawrence, Jay Hardy, and then another um, outside um, or out-of-state recruit, James Robinson, that was on an official visit last week as Tennessee um, at a crystal ball in, in Tennessee's favor. I feel like the next commit is probably an in-state guy with all this in-state news kind of going around. Um, I would like to see maybe Keyshawn Lawrence. He's on an official visit this weekend, I think, to Miami. Um, so if Tennessee's able to sustain that, I would look maybe to him or, or maybe to, to Tyler Barron or Cooper Mays, one of those guys, maybe um, mark that commit and make it official to, to be a vault. Yeah, there's a lot of in-state guys I think would be huge – um, to get not just for, uh, you know, because they are players because, and we're going to talk about this later, it's just huge to get in-state guys for the stability of your program and then making those connections with the high schools. Yeah. And, and South Ole had one. Um, yep. I could literally throw a football over to South Ole right now. Okay, first um, off, no, he couldn't. From from my front porch. <laughs> I'll take that bet. Bet. You got to throw it over a house. Okay, I will just throw it over the fence. I'll throw it. That's at an angle. That makes it. I feel like equally as difficult. I could throw it over the fence. Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. Unless if a tree gets in the way, I can't help the tree. You just said you can throw it over there. I can throw it over that mountain over there. <laughs> um. So yeah, Elijah Young is a, a four-star all-purpose back from South Bull. He um. Made his commitment to Missouri after an official visit. Solid running back. You know, I think Tennessee was in the mix a little bit. I think they like his speed. They know he's from Knoxville, so that's obviously they're going to have interest. But I think he doesn't really fit the system Tennessee was wanting to do. Jeremy Pruitt has said he wants bigger running backs like the Jeremy Banks type backs that Alabama had. Yeah. Um, And Elijah Elijah Young doesn't fit that offense. He fits in a spread offense. Uh, a zone type offense. He likes to make his own holes, and and he's a speed guy. He, he was second, I think, in the hundred meter this year in Tennessee, and second in the two hundred meters. So super fast, and he went where he was going to be fit. Yeah, and before that commitment, if you'd ask me, I'm putting a lot of money on him going to Mississippi State. Okay, that's where I think, and I haven't talked to him personally. Um, I know a few people who have, but I mean, not even going off that, just. Based on the, the things you talked about, how Mississippi State is, but also um, just how he seemed to lean publicly, yeah. I would have said Mississippi State. Okay. I mean, that, that's that came as a shock. I think he obviously had a very, very good weekend at Missouri. Um, I think it kind of just speaks volumes of what Barry Odom's probably doing up there recruiting-wise. If you're able to get a guy in there on that weekend and – Maybe there he was leaning towards Missouri before that. Maybe it wasn't a complete flip like I think. But. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know. I think I, – I wouldn't say Tennessee's out of it. If he goes and has a monster year, you know, obviously – Yeah, they may go at him with a strong offer. Yeah. Obviously, you know, people are going to come back in the mix, just like any recruit. Right. Um. So, that I mean, that's one to keep an eye on. Right under Tennessee's nose that, you know, if he's shows out and proves that he could – you know, play at Tennessee, I think they would show him some love. I, I don't disagree. Uh, I think you talked about playing time. Um, looks a little bit sweeter right now when you look at Tennessee versus Missouri. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so that definitely plays big. And, again, if he has a strong year, maybe Tennessee's stance on that changes and you make a stronger offer. Yeah, I, I think it's all about fit. And you can't just go off of like, oh, he's from Knoxville, he should go to Tennessee. No, right. that's not true. No. Um, you know, there's there's more to that. Like playing time, I think Tennessee's depth is definitely very high at running back right now. Right. So, so I mean, maybe the maybe he wants immediate playing time, and that's something Tennessee couldn't offer, and so that's why he chose Missouri. I think they lose Crockett after this year, so that's their starting running back will be gone. Right. So we'll see. Absolutely, recruiting's always fun. There's always some news going around with recruiting. Yeah, and, I mean, I didn't get into it until, you know, probably 2013, 2014. Um, and I'll kind of talk about that later when we get into – we're going to talk some more about it in our segments. Um, but it's definitely something to, fun to – and I'm still not fully involved in it, but 
enough to know what's going on, I guess. And uh, it's definitely fun to keep up with. Um, don't invest too much into it. Because until the paperwork's signed, nothing matters. Oh, yeah, and your heart will always get broken. And even then, when the paperwork's signed, that doesn't necessarily guarantee either. <laughs> That's true. You could room with somebody who has criminal allegations, <laughs> and so you want to move roommates, and yeah. your coach tells you no, and then you leave. So, yeah, there's a lot to it. Or like that kid from, did he go to... Texas and then USC and then back to Texas or was uh, it you? I don't think he ever went to USC. He was committed, I believe, went to Texas and now is going back to USC. Like he had never gone to USC in the first place, but he committed. But I, I believe it was committed. Yes, that didn't just make up his mind, right? I mean, that ex girlfriend's a lot cuter when you when you get a new <laughs> when you get an uglier girl. <laughs> <laughs> California girls, yeah. Oh, I've seen some Texas girls. College Station is an awesome place. I mean, everything's bigger in Texas. That's what I'm saying. Right. I'm not going to say what's bigger, but something. <laughs> Every, everything. <laughs> everything's bigger. <laughs> Keep losing my water. Lose my water bottle. Cat. Yeah, that cat. You're going to chug it the next time. So, yeah, let's talk about Kerry Blackshear. Speaking of big, he's big. He's a big dude. Um, so, the probably the top transfer in the country right now is visiting pretty much the whole United States. Yeah, he's um, taking his world tour right now. Yeah. Is it official visits? Like, do people pay for that? Official, I think, all paid. I don't know if... Like, uh, are, are these all official, I guess? I don't know. See, I don't... So, I know as a high school recruit, you only have so many official visits. Right. I don't know what the rule is um, when it comes to grad transfers. So, I mean, no one understands the NCAA portal, so correct. there's probably no rules in it. It's like, hey, I want to take an official visit. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll pay for that. I yeah, mean, I have no understanding. I feel like Tennessee should pay for it. Right. Especially if they want them that bad. Is it official? Right. I, I don't understand it one bit. But ours is official. I did see that. Yeah. The Tennessee visit. I believe the Kentucky was, too. I think I saw that he was making an official to Tennessee and then an official to Kentucky. So I know that. I do I do think Tennessee's right in the mix with him. It's gonna be hard to beat out Kentucky, such a historic program like that, such um success with NBA players as um Coach Cal has. So that's that's gonna be difficult. If they can sustain um and not lose him on that Kentucky visit, I feel like Tennessee has a good shot. Now, there is going to be some switching around with some scholarships because the, the scholarships are full right now. Right. And how, I'll, go ahead. how big would that be to get – so you know you have DJ Burns, who's been on campus now for 12 months, or will be by the yeah. time uh, season rolls around. So you lose Grant and Schofield. So you're not – I mean, you're not getting exact replicas, but should be every bit as good. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the expectations will be there. I mean, you know, things have to fall into place, which is fit. You know, this team hasn't played all together um, like that team last year did, so it would probably take some time. But, yeah, yeah, the talent's there for sure. Yeah, that would be a huge pickup as far as replacing goes. And I don't, like you said, it won't be an identical replacement, but it would be a big Big time in the right direction, step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think a, a rim protector that uh, that can also score the basketball—that's something that we have not seen in a long time. Probably since Stokes. Yeah, I mean, Schofield started to become that. Yeah, uh, I mean, or Schofield, so- Alexander. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he had games where he could, you know, dominate, but I'm really banging around like Grant did um, with the shot blocking capability of, of um, Kyle Alexander. You've not, you haven't really seen that in a long time, and I think Blackshear has that. So we'll see. Hopefully, fingers crossed. It would it would be a nice get. It'd be a very nice get. Let's rank these SEC West coaches. I'm ready to get into it. It's almost easier than the West. I feel like there's obvious separation. I feel like you have 
two and two. So you have two that you have to put at the top, two that you have to put at the bottom. And I feel like the middle is kind of where it's difficult. Yeah. Is that, do you have the same, did you have the same problem? Um, yeah. I mean, I had a few. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would say that. Okay. I'd say that's an accurate way I did it. Yeah. So, do you want to go bottom to top? Let's go top to bottom. Actually, okay. no. Let's go bottom to top. Let's say that dude, that one dude's name last. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So at the bottom, I've got Chad Morris. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's won the least amount of games. I feel like that's obvious. Right? When you when your baseball program is um, getting more attendance than your football games, I feel like there's an issue. Right. So, Especially in the SEC. Yeah. Sorry, Arkansas. Chad Morris, you're, you're last for me as well. And I just don't see it, like, obviously getting better either. Like, no. anytime soon. Like, I'm not I'm not saying they're going to just completely fall apart. I just don't see it necessarily getting much better. I don't either. And I, I feel like they know that, too, because there's not, like, any hype whatsoever. Right. Last year, you had Rakeem Boyd from Last Chance U come onto the team. And it made a little bit better, but not a huge difference because they were still bad at every other position. Right. So, yeah, he's last for me. And number six, Matt Luke. I've got Matt Luke, too. I I think he could – now, I'll say this. Joe Moorhead's done a, did a pretty good job his first year, um, mm-hmm. which is who I have currently sitting at fifth. But I think Matt Luke – I like – I somewhat – I don't think Matt Luke's like the answer by any means. But I think he could kind of make himself, you know, similar to a um, Hugh Freeze – Beat a couple teams he probably shouldn't. Maybe find himself like first in the West one one time before he plays Alabama. Dan Mullen. Yeah, Dan, yeah, Dan Mullen, Hugh Freeze kind yeah. of guy. Okay. I, I don't think he's as good of a coach as I think Dan Mullen's proven himself because he's he always had Mississippi State kind of in the mix, the mix of being right below Alabama. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I, and Matt Luke is a likable person. Um, even yeah. just like listening to him talk, I'm like, oh, I kind of like that dude. Like, I don't dislike him. So, but he is last. I, I think just because Ole Miss is that bad, and I feel like it could have been a lot different with Shea Patterson still at Ole Miss. Oh yeah, I think I think that could have made a difference as well. Yeah. So um, number five, you said Joe Moorhead. I, I've got Joe Moorhead right now. Um, I I think he. So you said, you said um, you got top two, bottom two, and then the guys in the middle you can kind of switch back and forth, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of the same with me. I debated this. I also debated um, Edo and Joe Moorhead four and five. So I've just got it. I've got uh, Coach O because I feel like that where that LSU program was, he had to bring it quite a ways yeah like not that it was like Tennessee position or anything but just the energy around the program wasn't the same so I feel like he had to fix a lot of that mm-hmm. and he's done a good job and um what's the quarterback's name Joe Burrow Joe Burrow I think if he plays good this year I think that's a big difference maker for LSU huge difference maker I think that's what they're missing right now as a quarterback you know they're gonna have the defense and a running back yeah I think they're missing the quarterback right now mm-hmm. a competent quarterback I would agree with that. Number four, I have Malzano. Um, I think he was maybe one loss away, probably from getting fired. Who'd you have? Five Moorhead. Yeah, I had five okay. Moorhead. Um, yeah, Malzano. I just don't. I don't know. So, so I, I guess, guess I was unfair with Malzano. I took his. Um, so I, uh, Coach Orgeron's career at Ole Miss hurt him for me. Oh, okay. And then okay. Coach Malzano's. Offensive coordinator time under um, Chizik. Is that his name? Gene Chizik. Gene Chizik, yeah. Um, helped him for me. Okay. That, that's kind of how I settled on three and four. Yeah. I just that might be unfair. I don't, I don't know. I just thought with Jared Stidham, they would be the team that would give Alabama a run for its money. And it, I don't know, for some reason, I mean, you lost to Tennessee. <laughs> so that, <laughs> that made you go a little bit down for me. He's, He's been on the hot seat for a while. Yeah. So that's what that's why I have him at four. Um, number right. three. Um, number three. Got smiles on for me. Okay. Yeah. 
I got Jimbo. Really? Yeah. And I, I guess... So, so you're... Okay, I'll let you get into yourself. I'm not going to say it. Okay. I'm not going to say it. You do, do a little do a little peek back. I'm not going to... I'm not... I had to figure that out. I'll let you introduce it, but why do you have Jimbo at three? I just feel like when he took over at Texas A&M, he put together a good recruiting class, and I feel like they already had a decent team in front of them. Now, it wasn't great, but I, don't, I didn't see much of an improvement last year. To, for him to like come from where he came from at Florida State to Texas A&M, I thought it would be – I thought they would contend for the West, and they really did not. Yeah, that's fair. So, I guess I used Jimbo's time at, um, at Florida State for him. You know, in his favor, mm-hmm. and then I just kind of—I thought Texas A&M. I agree, he probably should have contended. Yeah. Um, but I also kind of look at like, who were the playmakers for them last year? You know, like, would they have been um, any better with uh, what's his name? Would they have been any worse? They probably would have been worse without Jimbo. Yeah, so, so I just I've got Jimbo too because I think he's just maybe doesn't maybe not doing the best job currently, but he's proven to be the second best coach in the West. That's currently in the West, yeah, because of what he did at Florida State right now. And then he's got a pretty good recruiting class coming in. Mm-hmm. I feel like he just he just missed the Clemson. Like Clemson was you know on its way to become the next Florida State in the ACC, and he just missed them. I mean, there's a reason he got out. Oh yeah, when he sure. did, yeah. But then you go to the SEC. That doesn't make any sense either. Oh, yeah. you. Well, I think maybe he kind of thought, I'm assuming he thought Nick Saban was on his way out. And then, I, you know he doesn't want to play Nick Saban anymore. Right. And then the, the recruits are not for sure anyway because everybody's trying to dip into um, Texas and get those recruits. And then you have Texas with Tom Herman. That just seems like it could be on their – I wouldn't say back. But Bevo – He's headhunting. Do what? Bevo is headhunting. Yeah. Watch out. I'll go. Um, so, yeah, that's why, that's why I have Jimbo Fisher at three. So. Okay. Well, two. And I don't really like him. <laughs> I think like he's... Son. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so, uh, number two. Have you got a number two? I told you who I got. Going down to the bayou. Coach O. I, I, I like Coach O, so that's probably a good reason why he's at number two. Um, do you like him as a coach or do you like him as a person? They're one and the same. Are they? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I, I don't like Nick Saban as a coach or a person. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, I guess I, we didn't wait to say his name last, I guess. But, um, we, oh, yeah. Sort of. Yeah. So, Coach O... I feel like he, he, like you said, puts together a great defense, um, good running backs. You know, the the quarterback is is lacking, um, but I, I feel like he just beats um, that three, four, and five Fisher, Malzahn, Moorhead. Just, I mean, he, yeah, I don't know. So I'm, he's I, right under Nick Saban. Yeah, I'm just surprised that you got. Um, you said your top two and bottom two are easy. I don't know. I, I just. I don't know if I'd say Coach O is the easy, uh, the easy choice for number two. Yeah, just I was because, surprised that you had him so low because I know you like him. I, I like him a lot. I just think, I think a lot of his thing. I think his one thing that helped him. I think he, if I was him, I would just be a full time interim. Like he's definitely kind of that interim, interim uh, gimmick guy. Yeah, like come in and just get people fired up. I, I really do, and I, I don't. I'm not saying he's a bad football coach. I don't believe that. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't see him as a as a great football coach right now. I think Jimbo proved that he's a great football coach. And not necessarily at A&M. So, if we're just going off SEC record, maybe I got it off a little bit. But I wouldn't say the first two were obvious if we're going off um, SEC record or time in the SEC. I think I would say two through five is difficult rather than three through five. Yeah. So. Okay. Because I mean, I just that old miss was, other than getting Michael Orr, pretty disastrous. Yeah, I just think with LSU, when um, 
God, what's his name? The Mad Hatter. When yeah, he left. Miles. Yeah, when he left, like, there wasn't a huge drop-off, I don't think. No, no. In, he, he in terms of production. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I mean, I think it showed just a lot of that was recruiting. So Yeah. And, and Getting the right guys on campus. And Coach O can, can talk to, to parents. He can eat with them. <laughs> he can eat with them again. <laughs> I, I'd say all they do on official visits is go to restaurants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd say that's about it. It's like, oh, it was good. It's a good place. We're gonna have to go all the way to, uh, you know, the back, the backwoods of the Bayou. But got, yeah, and they go get seafood. Go. I mean, that would sell me if you take me to go get crawfish. Oh, <laughs> crawfish. It's over, with. it's over with. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, number one, we don't really have to talk about number one if you don't want to. I mean, it's obvious. We don't have to speak about it. Yeah, you suck. So. Damn you. Never will be. No. I don't like. Here's the thing: is my hatred for Alabama runs so deep, and people are like, "Oh, bull crap!" And I'm sure I would cheer for him at UT, but I think it'd be hard to cheer for him at UT. Yeah, because I've gotten used to like. So like, even Kirby Smart, like I don't hate him because he was at Bama. Like I don't, I forget that he was even a Bama uh, coordinator. Jerry Pruitt, like I didn't know who the Alabama DC was before he came here. Like I don't have hatred for him yet. I have a lot of hatred for Nick Saban. Yeah, he's just like not a good person. Like I don't know, I don't know why in every press conference you have to um, be a butthole to everybody. Right. I don't understand that. I, I don't understand it. Bill Belichick way, I guess. I guess, but at least Bill Belichick and, and Greg Povich, you can kind of throw him in there as well. That yeah, they're buttholes, but they're also like funny when they do it. I feel like Nick Saban is just like angry. He does seem, he is like a, he's an angry elf. Like, stop asking. It's not going to happen. I don't know, like, what did, why did that come out? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Dude, just chill. Yeah, <laughs> You're a, winning by 40. Chill out. We just want to know about the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, and another thing I, I forgot to mention back when we were talking about recruiting, um, Melvin McBride, um, he was a three-star Sonny out of Whitehaven um, in Memphis. He um, retired from football. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hate, hate, hate to see that. Um, you know, Tennessee's had a ton of, especially offensive linemen, just not, for whatever reason, injuries, you know, different health problems, and uh, just not finish out their career at Tennessee. And that's sad. It, it, it really sucks. And I feel like that's a big reason why Tennessee is kind of depleted at offensive line right now. Right. It's um, you, and a lot of people like some of it's just been very, very, very unfortunate things. Like Trey Smith, if his come if his career comes to an end, like it's not anything anybody could have fixed. Right. Like there's been some unfortunate things that have happened. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about the guy who some guys haven't even got on gotten on campus yet. And I really like how Jeremy Pruitt has kind of approached these people that have retired um, and given up their career as a football player. Has come out and said, you know, they're welcome around the program. We have a job for them, like he did with Darren Kirkland Jr. Um, I feel like that's big to continue to to pay for their school um, and different stuff like that. Just being there for them, you know, at at the end of the day, it's about the kids. And so I I really like how Jeremy Pruitt has approached these um, kids that have – given up the game of football due to injuries and other stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I feel like that's what you take on when you offer a kid a scholarship. It's kind of like, you know, like I guess in the marriage sense, for better or for worse, like you should be there. If they commit to you, uh, you as a school, you should commit to them as an athlete, you know. Yeah, so, true. Um, good to see they do that in some capacity at Tennessee. Um Moving on to the NBA Finals, we talked about how everything's kind of closed out. Did you really, like, did it ever feel like Toronto was ever going to win the series? Like, is that weird to you still? When it, before it started? I mean, even, like, when they won the first game, I jokingly tweeted, okay, so it's Warriors in five. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, Completely and they go up uh, 3-1, and I'm thinking, well, it's going to game seven, I guess, and the Warriors are going to. And, I mean, yeah, they did fight injury, I guess, but at the same time, there's a lot of guys on that team that should be able to be able to perform. 
Yeah, you had four of their all-stars yeah. in your starting lineup. So, yeah, I don't, I don't want to hear anything about it was all about injuries. I mean, Kevin Durant, I definitely think they win if he's there. Um, but you lose him, and you probably still should have won. I mean, people are like, oh, yeah, Clay got hurt. Clay got hurt in game six in, like, the third quarter, I think. I mean, it, it was – he played half the game in game six, so he's been there the whole series. They're up 3-1, so it wasn't because of that. I feel like Toronto just put this – I feel like Kawhi Leonard is definitely one of the top five players in the world right now. And I think if you disagree with that, you're an idiot because he just proved that. Um but yeah, just his defense, and I feel like Toronto put together a good enough team where if there was some luck on their side, which there was with Kevin Durant, that they could win a series. Um, you know, they had Kyle Lowry, they had Marcus Saul, um, Siakam was a, was a great player for them, uh, Fred Van Vliet, um, Danny Green, you know, guys that have been there before um, and have been in the league for a long time with Marcus Saul and Danny Green. Um and it was just cool for Toronto as a city to win um, over the war. And it was it was awesome to see the dynasty kind of crumble. It was yeah, nice. Um, I, I agree with that. I think, and people will think some people got annoyed with it, but it's like the Alabama thing right now, and even kind of Clemson too. Like, everybody kind of wants to see them fall. Yeah. And I, th- I think three teams kind of helped the Raptors. I feel like San Antonio's relationship with Kawhi Leonard, for whatever reason, just – shattered in, in one season. Um, LeBron leaving the East definitely helped because <laughs> Toronto could not get over that hump. And then, um, like I said, having that kind of supporting cast that Kawhi did um, with veterans and, you know, guys that could shoot the basketball could come in when he needed a break and, and still not miss a beat, that's huge. I feel like that's that's why it happened. That's why he's finals MVP. That's He's the third player um, to win with two franchises. Um, I think the others are LeBron and Kareem. So, good for Kawhi. He's the most interesting guy in sports. I don't care what anybody says, Dennis Rodman. No, that man is weird. Kawhi is just interesting. He might be a little weird, but he's definitely <laughs> interesting. Yeah, he's a... He's a fun guy. Right. He's a... Kawhi's a weird dude. Do you watch his videos? The videos of him? Which Have you watched those? LeBron or Kawhi? Kawhi. What, which videos? Like, just of him, like... Acting like a robot, or? Well, like, the video of him and Serge Ibaka. No, I haven't seen that. Serge Ibaka is like, hey, fun guy, what you doing? He's like, what I do, baby? He's just a weird dude. And then at the end of his speech, at the parade, he did his, like, laugh. Did you see that? Yeah, but, like, did it out of, like, ah, ah, ah. He did it out of uh, out of humor, though, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, and everybody went nuts. It's it's hilarious. I'm, I love that he's actually taking the role of like he knows he's weird and it's okay. Because like, if you're weird, like that's cool. Like weird right. is the new cool. <laughs> and I, I I enjoy Kawhi Leonard. I enjoy his weirdness. Stay weird. Yeah, he's definitely he's weird. So stay weird, I guess. <laughs> stay weird. Um, you want to talk about the NBA draft? I do. Good news, kind of, kind of bittersweet news, but they're already gone, so it's good news that the Vols have got a few guys that are going to be there. Yeah. And, and even kind of predicted pretty high, and some of them moving up, some of them maybe moving down from what we thought. At least we thought Grant Williams would only go if he was first round. Now it's looking like he could fall yeah. in the second round. Right. And Tennessee is the guys that you can maybe see rise right before the draft. And I think they're all safe picks. Um, maybe not as much Jordan Bone, um, but with his athleticism, maybe he is. But you know what you're going to get. You're going to get good leadership. You're going to get guys that who have developed over their careers in college. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, guys that are able to buy into a system. So I feel like that, those are solid picks right there. When you're when you're looking at guys, especially at the end of the first round, into the getting into the second round, you look for guys that are able to fit your system and be role players. Maybe right. you get lucky and one's a superstar. I don't know, but I mean that that's what you're looking for with guys in the NBA um, in that late. Right. Um, 
So I know today I saw where Bone could go to the Utah Jazz in the second round. Now with Mike Conley being there. That yeah. Day, right? I'm yeah. I'm not confused. Yeah. So now, who knows? That may not be the case. I have my ideal situation for each player. Okay. Ideal team. So Grant That's Williams, it. I have him going to the Celtics. Al Horford is old. He is getting pretty old. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he could be a more physical Al Horford. You know, that team needs some leadership. They've had a lot of younger guys, Kyrie, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. They need some leadership. And if it has to come from somebody as young as Grant Williams – so be it. I think Grant Williams would be perfect for any organization um, because he is such a great leader. He's such a hard worker. Um, so I think the Celtics would be ideal in that aspect. Um, Admiral Schofield, 76ers. Tobias Harris looks like he's leaving, and they need somebody who can defend and shoot the three-point. And there's not a better Tennessee ball to replace another Tennessee ball. So... And then Jordan Bone, I have him going to the Rockets. I think Chris Paul yeah. is, they definitely are regretting that um, contract that they signed with him. And he's getting up there in age as well. So I feel like Jordan Bone can come in and play in that high pace offense and do well in it. Okay. And then Kyle Alexander. I don't think he gets drafted. Mm -mm. But what a better team than the Toronto Raptors. Oh, yeah. Or the Canadian. Go back home. Maple, maple, maple. And, and you just joined the defending champions. Absolutely. So. Um, anything else for the NBA draft? I think there's no... I think the first three are kind of solid in who it's going to be. I think from there, then right. who knows? Right. I, I'd love to see Grant Williams go in the first round. I know it kind of looked like a long shot. I've only seen him going uh, in one person so far mock draft. Uh, to the Pacers in the first round. Okay. That's the only time I've seen him go in the first round. I saw, I don't know if it was, the CBS had one, and I think they, Admiral and Grant won the first round. One, I think, was maybe to the 76ers, and one was maybe to the Spurs. Gotcha. So, I think that'd be great for either one of them to, to go to the Spurs and be role players for Popovich. I think they'd fit that system perfectly as well. Okay. I like that. Um, we're about to get into our segments for the week. We got Stupidity's an Epidemic and our Jumbotron. But before that... Ooh. I would like to tell you about my friends at SeatGeek. So, our friends at SeatGeek... Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let the seat... Let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals for your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them from a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know you're getting the best bang for your buck. Green Dot, great deal. Yellow Dot, good deal. Red Dot, not so good deal. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive 20% off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting that promo code, that's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. Guys, go check them out. Um, $20 off. I already received my first $20 off. So don't get that anymore. But still going to use them because they, it was an excellent service. Um, it was quick and easy. And uh, like I said, they will give you the best bang for your buck. And that's why I use them. And with beer coming in Elon, got to save that money now. Yeah, speaking of that, they, the board, like, postponed the meeting, right? It got delayed? Maybe. I think I saw something where they've got to figure out some more logistics to it or something like that. So that could be a good thing. Yeah, it sounds like they're trying to take steps to do it. If they weren't going to, then they would just... No. Yeah, just, <laughs> just no. So, that's... Yeah, we're moving in the right direction. So, you're not going to make it on my stupidity as an academic this week. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Um... I'll go first. Okay. I've got OJ joining Twitter. Oh, yeah. Just seems just seems like a real bad idea, man. Like, maybe, like, you killed a guy. Maybe lay low for a while. Yeah. 
So, yeah. And, I mean, it just seems like he's going to... Like, apparently he's already threatened people over DMs. Like, I not directly threatened to kill him, but, like, maybe could be persuaded. <laughs> or, like, maybe... Yeah, especially, especially after like you just got out of prison for the... Yeah, maybe yeah. not. He, he's had some great videos so far, but maybe lay low for a while. I feel, I feel like, like he'd, he'd be the, the perfect, perfect person for Barstool right now. I'm sure they'd take full advantage of that. Oh, he's going to hate Barstool. They're going to make fun of him so much soon. So. <laughs> like, he, he's going to be like, who the is Dave Portnoy? I'm going to kick his ass. Yeah. Yeah, he seems like they're going to hate him. You know who doesn't hate him? Ford. No. I'm, apparently that... Ford Bronco is in the museum at Pigeon Forge. Like, that's actually his. I thought it was like a replica kind of deal. I feel like Ford would love it. Yeah. Like, that's like the greatest promotion ever. Right. High speed chase in a Ford Bronco. Yeah, low speed. Low speed. So. It was a long time. It was like He's fast on the field, slow on the, slow on the highway. <laughs> yeah. And he goes to the speed limit. He didn't want the extra tickets. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, like CD, he didn't want the tickets. So yeah, mine is Knox News. Okay. Uh, it's terrible. Is it them trying to charge you to read their articles? And someone, I just click out of them when they do that. So my, I don't even read them. So I don't know. You just read their terrible headlines. Yeah. So this headline was, New North Carolina Georgia Tech coaches could hurt Tennessee recruiting. I don't really think that's true. Um, Were there not coaches previously at those schools? Yeah, I mean that. That's that's one thing. I mean, the only person I feel like Tennessee missed out on that Georgia Tech got recently was Brent Mitchell from Webb, and I don't even know if Tennessee was in the running for him. Um, Cottrell from West. Yeah, and, and Nathan oh, Cottrell. Yeah, but he didn't fit our system, and he played that triple option offense all throughout high school. Yeah, they ran the beer. So beer. similar. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really think that as a first-year head coach um, and Mac Brown isn't getting any younger. <laughs> um, hey, he brought the crystal ball with him. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't think that's legal, coach. Yeah, you can't just take that from the university. Maybe there's a – isn't there a coach's trophy, though? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, but still, I don't know if you could just take that out of the trophy case. Yeah, this is mine. I'm just going to take it. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I don't feel like Tennessee, you know, they look at some people in North Carolina, but I don't feel like it's it's a hotbed like Georgia. And Georgia Tech, you know, we already compete with Georgia, and we do a decent job in recruiting. Um, so I don't think Georgia Tech is going to be that much of a threat. I just don't understand, like, what what makes you want to tweet this article. Yeah. Or, like, come up with this article. What? It's it's They don't know what else to cover. And no local... People have covered Harley, cover uh, winning that trophy. When I can't remember what it's called, but you know, like the Heisman of yeah of rugby. So yeah, I, I sent them to a bunch of people, and we we even talked about it on the show. But I mean, we're not we're not the bigger news outlets in the yeah. I would like to say I'll just throw this out there: we are better Knox News. <laughs> Mark it down. I don't think that's a stretch. I'll say that. Yeah, we are better than that. Yeah, I agree. We're ugly. But we were better than that. <laughs> Do you have any more stupidity? Um, yeah, I do, actually. Uh, bad look for Mike Hamilton and the University of Tennessee Athletic Department this week as Gary Patterson was interviewed by The Athletic. And apparently, Tennessee told him he was too much of a football guy mm-hmm. back during the Dooley search, or the Kevin search for him. Yeah. But not a good look. I think you're looking for a football guy. Yeah. Not a good look. For Not a good look. No. Do you yeah. have any more? I do. I have uh, Jimmy Himes. Of course, of course. Yeah, he, he said, um, it was last week, but it was before we talked again. He said, really enjoyed watching some College World Series baseball games last weekend. More to come this weekend. Hashtag Xfinity and hashtag ad. Um, he's bad at hashtags, number one. <laughs> hashtag Xfinity, hashtag ad. <laughs> yeah, well, he put hashtag Xfinity. Xfinity and hashtag ad. Yes. Yeah, dumb. Um, and then the College World Series hadn't even started yet. So, like, what did you watch? Did you watch reruns of last year? 
Yeah. And somebody had the um, the meme of that guy who's on the cooking show that put the sandwich over that grill. Yeah. <laughs> Graded returning SEC QBs minimum 100 drawbacks. To a Tagovola, thought I got that the first time I didn't. 90.8. Jared Garantano, 85.9. Jake Fromm, 84.7. Why even share that graphic if Jared Garantano is your number two guy or your number three guy? You know what that means? The system's flawed at that point. Oh, yeah. We have both been somewhat behind Jared Garantano. But yeah. that's a terrible stat because he hasn't won ball games. Yeah, that's bad. Dude, what you is know up who with... has won ball games? Jake Fromm. I'm not hating on Jared Garantano, but that's a stupid graphic. Was that pro football focus? I think so, yes. They tweet about him all the time. Like he's the next His parents must be paying though or something. Or agents paying. Good God. They must for... they must be like in New Jersey, like maybe. They're family friends. Because that's all that, like, they do it all the time. I'm like, dude, I do not care. Yeah, that's bad. A lot of his throws last year was great catches by receivers. I, mean, I don't disagree. And, like, we both said, like, he was the best one on the roster last year. He had to play. He's probably the best one this probably, year. <laughs> probably so. But that's a stupid stat. Yeah, I agree. You know what matters? Winning ball games. That's why some NFL teams should have taken Tim Tebow. Yeah. Why? Because he wins ball games. When you get blown yeah. out by Vandy on the road, you don't deserve to be in any kind of graphic. No, <laughs> no graphics. No graphics. Uh, my last one is Skip Bayless. Oh, he God. fell for the old Barry Mc. I think he changed his name. Barry McCockinier at Sports Talk Barry. I think he changed his last name recently. <laughs> that dude's hilarious. <laughs> he tweeted. Did you see that tweet? I don't think so. <laughs> Sources tell ESPN that Chris Paul repeatedly made fun of James Harden for having man moves during practice over the last two seasons. Several times, Harden broke down into tears and had to leave the practice facility. No surprise to see Harden wanting Paul out now. And Skip Bayless talked about it like it was a real thing. <laughs> Here's my thing. How dumb are his producers to let that happen? They're not in his ear like, Skip, cut the segment. You're good, Skip. You're good. <laughs> like, how this, like, how unattached you from society? Not from Dude, society, I bet Shannon Sharp roasted him. I think they should talk about it like it was, I, I didn't see the whole thing, but. See, I I will never watch that show because Skip Bayless is on it, but Shannon Sharp is funny. I love how he gets under the skin of Skip Bayless so easily. Yeah. He's like, Skip, Skip, shut up, Skip. I mean, that's all you got to say to that man, because he is an idiot. He's the Jimmy Himes. He's worse than Jimmy Himes. You really think he's worse than Jimmy Himes? Yeah, because he's on, like, national <laughs> TV. Yeah, absolutely. Fair. Fair enough. That just shows how just dumb everyone is. Sorry, <laughs> no offense. Stupidity to all of us. Yep. If you listen, you deserve it. Oh, something I want to mention. Um, Jim Chaney is a complete unit package that man wore an untucked shirt on the golf course coaching people First off, untucked golf horses forever on the golf course yeah did you watch that video yeah I'm surprised like, Aaron Cruz he was like dude it looked good didn't it it looked alright I'm just I thought it I thought it'd be a lot worse yeah T. Martin looked terrible Derek Hansley looked awful yeah it, there were some rough swings there's some rough things. Um, yeah, so recruits that went elsewhere that you can't let go. Yeah, I was trying to, yeah, I went that recruit that got away mentality, you know. Someone you want to see in orange or, because I feel like everyone's big one is Trevor Lawrence. But, like, he, was he ever a Tennessee, like, in the Tennessee mix when, like, it got down to his room. No, not, not, I mean, it was early. 
Right. And it came out that he wanted to come here. But, yeah, before that, he was all Clemson all the time. Right. Like, when he got into, like, his senior season, yeah. he was Clemson. So that's why I'm like, I don't know if I count him. Like, obviously you, you dream. But, like, look at T. Martin's son. Um, Mario Rogers. Mario Rogers. Like, he was never coming to Tennessee. But, like, you, he's from Knoxville. You wanted to get him on this campus. But he just wasn't in the mix. Yeah. So. But I went with first another Clemson quarterback. Todd Boyd. Oh, yeah. Lane Kiffin turned away. And then he goes to Clemson and wins in three seasons, 32 ball games, throws for 11,904 11, yards and 170 TDs. Man, that would have been nice to have on campus. Oh, yeah. We did, sure. I mean, the other thing is we did have Todd Ray. Um, Lane Kiffin did pretty good with uh, Compton. But, man, Todd Boyd was real good. Oh, yeah. It would have been nice to have. I'm going to go um, another guy from Tennessee, from Brewston, Tennessee, um, Patrick Willis. Yeah. And he went to Ole Miss, was a, a first-round draft pick, probably a, a Hall of Famer, seven-time Pro Bowler, um, five-time first-team All-Pro. Sucks he wasn't at Tennessee. That could have been fun. Patrick Willis is a freak. Yeah. He's another guy that's like, it was a weird recruit. I think he was just... Real under the radar, no one had heard of him, but yeah, I think Ole Miss kind of picked him up first. I think the story goes is was he adopted or foster care? I don't know. And his foster dad or whatever was like, "Oh, you're really good at football," and then started like trying to get some exposure for him. Something like that. Hmm. I can't remember. It was when they when he played in the Super Bowl. It was you know the news then. Yeah. Um. My next one is another another Clemson guy, T. Higgins. That one stung. Um, I can't remember exactly when he decommitted, but he was committed to UT at one point, and you felt like he was coming here, um, and he just got away and then goes and wins the national championship. On the season, had 936 yards, 12 TDs, and then the national championship championship game had 81 yards and three TDs. Er, sorry. Yeah, that, yeah, when was that? He had one TD in the National Championship. Yeah. But, I don't know, three TDs on the season, maybe? I don't remember, I remember the stats down. I messed myself up. Hmm. But T. Higgins was definitely, definitely one of the ones that got away. And his was like, not in a meltdown time of Butch Jones. Like, it was starting to go down, but it wasn't completely gone yet. I, I think he was swayed by it. I think Amari Rogers had a big pull in that. That definitely seemed to. Yeah, that stinks. Um, my next one is going to be Alshon Jeffrey, who uh, Lane Kiffin said he would be pumping gas. Yeah. And he's a Super Bowl champion, um, was in the Pro Bowl, um, first-team All-American at South Carolina, was a, a second-round uh, draft pick, so that could have been a nice Kiffin. Not a good look. Kiffin, now that I'm bringing this stuff up, I don't – you're kind of going down. Yeah. yeah. You got you, you made two recruits lists. Yeah, you're kind of making me mad right now. I don't know if I can... I'm going to punch you in the nose. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. You're a unit. He's a unit now. Have you seen him lately? He's a big he's, dude. He's got, he's got big, man. That, I, I guess, guess it's just, just like coaching offense just makes you big. Because T. Martin's getting big, too. He's put on that divorcee weight. <laughs> like, I've gotten fat now. I can't imagine if I get divorced. That's all. That's a Bahama Mama weight. I'm just. I'm trying to avoid getting married, so I don't put on married weight and then divorced weight. Married weight is something that's real. That hits home. Yeah, I've got um. My next one is Orlando Brown. Oh. He played. Um. He did play at Oklahoma, and then he beat us, or uh, the Oklahoma team beat us on campus, and apparently. He had a hatred for Tennessee. Like, apparently when he came to play us, like, he told all of his teammates, like, he wants to be Tennessee because he hates them. Um, so, like, no one really knows what happened with that whole situation. But as far as we understand, it was academic. Tennessee pulled out because they just weren't sure and left him to go find his own school. Um, Whoa. And then he landed Oklahoma. So... Obviously, either we weren't willing to cheat, we were terrible at cheating, or Oklahoma was really good at cheating, or the academic thing just isn't true. 
we could have really used the help on the offensive line the last few years. Absolutely. So. And then he had like. That, that's why I have him that way. He had like the worst combine ever as an offensive lineman. Yes. Terrible. <laughs> it was awful. Terrible. That again, the only reason I have it is because we could have used that offensive lineman during this dry period. Yeah, for sure. Um, I have another offensive lineman that went elsewhere, and that's um, Cade Mays. He is currently at Georgia. His dad played here. All signs point he was coming to Tennessee. Butch Jones happened, and he went to Georgia with Sam Pittman. Um, seemed to work out for him. He, he started for that um, great team Georgia had last year, um, and I think he had um, all SEC freshman honors. So good for him. Hopefully we're able to get Cooper, his little brother, at Tennessee because um, we have a competent coach now. That is definitely the hope. Um, love to get. He looks every bit as good as Cade. Yeah. Hopefully he's not. He's, he's gotten there. big over the past couple months. Um, yeah. Definitely excited. And there's a lot of kids at Catholic that hopefully maybe he'll bring along with him. Speaking of Catholic, Catholic is like Little Tennessee. Yeah, at this point, yeah. Like the, all the big time recruits go to Catholic. Yeah. All the coaches' sons go to Catholic. Yeah, it's becoming like the powerhouse around here. Yeah, for sure. And now they're private, so they can offer kids scholarships. So it's probably just going to get worse for everybody that has to play them. Yeah. I'll probably not send my kid to Catholic. Why? I don't know. That's <laughs> terrible. Um, I will not cheer for your kid. Sorry. Can't do it. You would. If he came to Tennessee, you would. Not at Catholic. <laughs> okay. Not at Catholic. Okay. Um Guys, thank you all for bearing with us through some trouble at the start, trouble through the show, but we made it to the end, and we're going to be back, good news, two shows. We're here on Wednesday. We skipped Sunday because Father's Day. Um, here on Wednesday, we'll be back on Sunday, and then you're like, maybe they won't have a Wednesday episode. We will. Don't worry. We'll be here. Um, and happy Last Father's week. Day yeah. to all the fathers. Hope you got to grill out, mow your yard. Yeah. Do all the cool dad stuff that you do. Yeah, wear the shoes that Jim Chaney does. Yeah. Absolutely. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.